0: Now, here's a guy who likes bringing a little icky thump to the program. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline from Boston Sports Journal, from everywhere New England Patriots, he bring maybe he's the stink and Andy, you're the stank and I'm the stunk on today's program.
1: Oh, wow. Cheap shot.
0: No, it's not. It's actually a topical reference considering that Mike went locally, if not regionally or even nationally viral with that hit on NBC Sports Boston. I appreciated it. I love the ribbing Kendrick Bourne gave him as well. He's killing it. It's a pleasure to have him and he's a must follow at Mike Giardi on the Twitter. Mike Giardi joins the program right now. How are you, Mike?
2: Uh, making friends and influencing people. That's what I'm doing here,
0: fellas. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Winning games and never pulling up lames. Mike, I got to tell you, one of my absolute favorite things now, I am less and less a fan of the X, Twitter social medias by the day, but I think I absolutely live now for whenever either Andy or I put out a terrible joke, which is pretty frequent these days. <laughs> uh, your immediate response to us is you just use our first name and that's it.
2: It's, I mean, you guys, it's like, can you, can, you, can you come up with something a little bit better? Andy takes the lowest hanging fruit, you know, like over and over again. Well, I'm so. short. It's the only I one can I can reach.
1: Oh,
2: look <laughs> at right. that. A That's cell a phone good. from Hart. Bada bing.
1: <laughs> hey, now. Uh, in all seriousness, since Fitzy brought up the stink, stank, stunk comment, which I am always annoyed by people like, you know, Kendrick Bourne you might You just end out, the statement there. That is true. I was annoyed by <laughs> That me. is true. Um You know, like Kendrick Bourne might go out and have 80 catches and 1,000 yards this year and eight touchdowns. and like, hey, Giardi, is he stink or stank? No, no, no. You said something in a period of time. Like you had watched practice, and I agreed with you 100% at the time. But since you made the stink, stank, stunk comment, which both Bourne and and Parker got a little um, defensive of, am I wrong in that Kendrick Bourne has come on? Could you be, could you take credit for Kendrick Bourne improving in August?
2: (laughs) I will not take credit for Kendrick Bourne. Some some might, I would not do that, but he absolutely has. He's probably been, I don't know, over the final, whatever, three weeks uh, of camp, two and a half weeks of camp, he was probably one of their better players. Mm -hmm. And certainly, um, I guess, changed the way I view him and, and, to a certain degree, I guess how I would view the room because he's such an important piece of it now. And if, if Devante is going to be hurt again, um, and play, you know, and not play a full season, which is always the case. And if Juju's dealing with the knee, which is something I was talking about in the spring and then somehow, you know, when, when Breer mentioned it, it got, it caught fire again, but that's oh. been something they've been dealing with since they signed him is that, um, Born's emergence or re-emergence, because I think we saw what we thought was a pretty good player two years ago. Again, sort of changes maybe the the floor of that group, because it looks like um, he actually looks better than he did two years ago. Because I think that that strength that he talked about, the the added weight that initially it looked like he hit he lost his quicks. Apparently, was just a maybe he had some dead legs early in camp, and now he's he found that switch and he looks. He looks as good as he's ever looked here. So that's I think that's a pretty important piece. You add that with with what DeMario Douglas was able to do this summer, um, and you feel a little bit better about the, the overall quality of that room.
0: Yeah, you had a chance to basically be the Trent Dilfer of Kendrick Bourne's career. A lot of people say that Trent Dilfer lit the fire under the 2014 Patriots, or it could have been the drafting of Jimmy Garoppolo. But there is no doubt that Kendrick Bourne has definitely turned things on as well. Uh, before we get into the big story, of yesterday that is carried into today, Mike, with the Patriots signing Matt Corral to the active 53. Just on the wide receiver room alone, uh, what is your level of surprise or h- how do you feel overall about the Patriots keeping, still not able to draft a higher-level receiver, Tyquan Thornton, two years in a row, so I guess you can say he's consistent starting the season on the shelf on injured reserve and then holding on to not one but two unheralded, Six-round draft picks in Pop Douglas and KeShawn Booty.
2: I mean, it, look, in, in Booty, I think even though, again, people got excited by what they saw of his freshman year, I think he's a developmental guy. and I And I kind of figured when he – you know, I had him on my last 53 when I did it about whatever, three or four days before the actual Patriots did what they did, and I thought he was going to make it. But to me, he's probably a guy that's going to spend – well, depending on injuries, but he's probably going to spend the majority of Sundays or game days on the inactive list while they continue to work with him, and he continues to learn. Um, The Thornton thing is disappointing uh, for a lot of reasons, but most of all because I think they need him um, because of that speed. They don't have that that field stretcher, and look, you don't have to live that way, but you need a part of that in your offense. And, you know, it's been talked about quite a bit since the the uh, slight overthrow of Mac Jones, of Devontae Parker in the preseason game at Green Bay. That's a Thornton route. That's not a Parker route. Parker's going to have to run it. If Thornton's not going to be on the field, Thornton would have been there. I don't know if he would have caught it, but he would have been there. Uh, instead, you know, Parker's a half step short and short arms did on top of that. and doesn't end up making the play. You know, it's, it's just sort of, that's the kind of element that they're missing. And when Thornton was on the field during training camp, it wasn't, yep. Awesome. But there were moments where I think Andy and I'd be sitting next to each other and you're like, ooh, he, he just dragged two defenders with him because they respected his speed and he opened up something underneath for Hunter Henry or a crosser for Juju or back out of the backfield and like doesn't necessarily have to catch fifty five passes to be a, an influential piece of the offense. But once again, you know, you're more more time missed and and more reps that he didn't get this summer and now that continues in the season then it's just a microcosm of how it's gone for
1: him. Mike, I like to choose your own adventure books as a kid, so I'm going to give you choose your own interview. Would you like a question about the quarterback position or the offensive line? Uh, let's go quarterback. Okay. Matt Corral added to the depth chart this week uh, on the roster, so technically he's the backup. What do you believe Matt Corral's upside will be uh, for the Patriots? Is he a guy that a year from now, what, we might be talking about, well, Mac didn't have a great year, and Corral played those two games and looked pretty good. Maybe he's the quarterback of the future.
2: future question mark. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yep. um, that's how every, that's uh, how all questions are asked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not ready to go there just yet. You know, like obviously he didn't play at all last year. And then this has been a less than inspiring preseason. And I know that, that Frank Reich said some nice things about him prior to him being put on waivers and, of course, they said the same thing that the Patriots said about Bailey Zappi privately. Oh, we'd love to keep working with him. We'd love to have him on the roster. Yeah, but we had no problem putting him out there for anyone to grab. And, and uh, the Patriots did grab him. Uh, there are some things about him. I think the I think the upside of the player is greater than the upside of Zappi, certainly in this system. You know, this is something, that, especially the RPO heavy stuff that he, you know, fed on at Ole Miss uh, under Lane Kiffin, I think there's also that crossover, right? Kiffin sort of laid the foundation for the offense at Alabama that then Bill O'Brien inherited. And, of course, he put right. his own touches on it as well. But so I think Corral should come here, and while he doesn't know the playbook, he should be able to speak the language, uh, which is something that, that Zappi had a problem with this summer. Um, so, I, you know, that sort of gives him, I guess, in, in that regard – if there's such a thing as an advantage here, maybe that gives them an advantage. Although again, as Belichick will say, he's you know he's going to be drinking from a fire hose here, trying to get caught up in the, in the entire situation. I mean, I would imagine that that Zappy gets elevated for Week One. I just think that's probably too quick for Corral to turn around and get comfortable in the system, and for them to be comfortable with him. But you know, we'll see as the as the process goes on. Um, how much ground he can make up on on, on Bailey as, as you know, it's the three three elevations before you have to put a player permanently on the 53. So they've got a little bit of wiggle room here and a little bit of time to figure out if Corral can you know be the actual number two.
0: right. And what was your but back a couple days beforehand, I think maybe the acquisition of Matt Corral. Is less of a surprise because there's hardly a distressed asset, but rather still an undiscovered or underused pro asset that gets cast off by another team that sort of, I it's kind of like the latest version of what Arizona did. Like one coach drafts a quarterback, they took Corral in the third round, not the first round with Josh Rosen. In comes Kingsbury, he discards Josh Rosen. Hopefully Corral's better than Rosen was and now they have Kyler Murray, or maybe now they have Clayton Toon. I don't even know who the hell is starting in Arizona. (laughs) I have a feeling Arizona doesn't even really care because they're going after Caleb Williams. I think Kyler Murray will be somewhere else next year. But what was your initial level surprise at the start of the week, Mike, that the Pats were willing to let both Cunningham and Zappi go and basically head into the week with the – there was no guarantee Corral was coming to them. (laughs) They went into the week willing to be a team that had a quarterback – and only two running backs and two tight ends.
2: I mean, it just goes to show you in part some of the roster mismanagement and also in part just some of the injuries they had on the offensive line, right? Like the, the, the summer, probably the defining thing that happened this summer was the offensive line just couldn't be out there together, right? You know, the guys that you were expecting, the four guys you're expecting to start, you know, who knew what was going to happen at right tackle, but the four guys you expected to start were never on the field, Um The entirety of summer together, so that's that's been a dominant storyline. It's been something that's hard for them to it's been hard for them to overcome at times in practices, let alone in in some of the preseason games. You know, Matt got the snot kicked out of him in his brief appearance in Green Bay. Uh, Asked Bailey Zappi about uh, PTSD from all the stuff that he saw this summer, like he he clearly didn't have a lot of confidence in what was going on in front of him as well. So, um, I was not surprised that Cunningham got cut. Uh, because I, I just, he didn't show enough for anyone to grab him uh, and to, to get him back on the practice squad is nice. Now, what are they developing as, is he going to be a wide receiver? Uh, hasn't shown anything as a wide receiver to this point, or is, are they going to start messing around more and more with him at quarterback? I think that's a, a big question to ask there. And with Zappy, I guess, um, my thing is it wasn't working. You saw that it wasn't working. Wouldn't you have been wanted to be more proactive, about trying to get a a veteran in here, a Hoyer type, if you will, um, to help uh, that room and to help Mac in particular. You know, like, look, I think Hoyer played an important role two years ago with Mac. And then obviously last year he gets hurt and and we all know they didn't like the offense. And that's why he's now in in Vegas with Josh McDaniels. But like, I think you need that voice. And I, I still don't discount because what I had been originally told when when Zappy was put on waivers and Cunningham was on waivers is like the kind of eyeball on a veteran backup. That's sort of what they want now. It hasn't played out that way yet, but I don't, I haven't ruled that out. I don't think they've ruled that out either in terms of, would you feel better if you had a insert Colt McCoy in the system for, you know, a, because capable, if you have to play him for a game or two, you know, sort of what the floor and the ceiling of the player is, and, you know, he'll give you a respectable performance. But also, what does he do for the, for the room? What does he do for Mac? You know, Mac and Bill O'Brien have spent a ton of time together. But, you know, I'm sure there are times where Mac's like, what is Bill doing? You know, and it, it'd be nice to just have somebody like Colt McCoy, Case Keenan, whatever, to turn and talk to. Because they've seen it for 12 years, 13 years, and they know sort of the, the trials and tribulations of that position.
1: So there are 14 guys that are offensive linemen, if you include the practice squad, that remain with the New England Patriots uh, in, in various degrees of participation, as Bill would put it. Um, yes. what, what is the, in your eyes, best case scenario for week one against an Eagles team that led the, I love to say this, led the NFL in sacks by 15 a year ago?
2: Can you play all 14 guys in an actual game?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think that's allowed. That would be a lot. Well, uh, oh, but Andy, well, you, well, you said yesterday. Be, hey, I think there will be seven. I think seven guys will play. I think they will rotate multiple positions right. in the opener. But, you know, we have this question of on Whenu, is he a guard or is he a tackle or should he be a guard or a tackle? Who is the fifth guy? Is Cole Strange going to be ready to go? What's Calvin Anderson, who seems just happy to be healthy right now? Like, yep. If you could pick it, if you could say, I'm Adrian Clem, this is the best-case scenario, who are the five guys and where are they?
2: The five guys would be left to right. Uh, Trent, Cole, David, Unwenu, um, uh, Anderson, <laughs> I guess. I, you know what? I, I'll, be, I'll be real. I don't even think the right t- – if, if you have those four guys – and and strange, again, the level of participation hasn't been great early, so I, I don't know. It could be Mafia at Garden and, and I'm actually okay with that. I thought Mafia of yeah. the three rookies, acquitted himself better, um, the best of, the, of that group. And I think you can get by with him in the short term. But I think you can coach around. It's not ideal. You obviously want a, a solid player at right tackle. But I think you could, like, coach around it. So I don't – give me the guy who you think is playing the best right now Is that city – do you think Anderson can give you something? Is that the rotation piece? Is it – you know, Riley hasn't – Reef hasn't ended up on IR yet. Maybe there's still a chance. Like, And, look, he wasn't good at right tackle when they played him there uh, to start camp. But, like, he's got experience. He's seen it. Can Bill O'Brien coach around one bad spot on the offensive line? I think he can. And if you have to do that in the short term, that's probably the best I'd feel about it is maybe Riley at right tackle because you're just – He's seen it, so whether he can block it or not is another story. But he's definitely seen it, and he'll be able to make the adjustments. And that, to me, would probably be the best way to go about it for week one. Um, but it's not—it's not perfect because again, they haven't—they haven't been out there. So the whole Dante Skarnecki, you see it through one set of eyes. That's no chance. That's gonna be, they're going to be hard—they're pre- going to be hard pressed to do that when they haven't been able to do it all summer.
1: Hey, Fitzy, did you hear they're going to name the winner of the uh, hobo fight the wrong tackle? <laughs> Oh, dear God.
0: God. Uh, Actually, Mike, if you and I both hang up at the same time, Andy will be less scrambling. And
2: (laughs) And I'll still laugh at my own jokes. That might have been the worst one you've had. Andrew. (laughs) Andrew. You should have just replied. Andrew.
0: (laughs) Oh, have mercy on all of us. Yeah, Mike, we've been referring to this. This scrum as the hobo rumble because like the, 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 the I just don't remember when the I mean, the, the quantity over quality approach when there were some seriously talented tackles available in the draft and even ones that they could have thrown like decent money at, like Orlando Brown, ends up only, only, we say, four years, $64 million to go with the Bengals. That would have just been the answer, the end. And, you know, as it is right now, the Patriots only have a single tackle signed for 2024. Josh Jones was available. He played at a very high level last year for nine games, filling in for Beecham and Humphreys out there in Arizona and he goes for a fifth to Houston and they even got a seventh back it just i i i feel like they're sort of scrambling the same way that we are and it's just it flies in the face of the consistency that we came to know the team for for so many years or maybe Brady and Gronk just kind of covered all of it up i don't know but um to try to end on a more positive note during our chat today mike um Andy and i have also bandied about who we think are the true breakout candidates who could become the next star on the team. So I'd like to throw that your way. Give me maybe a breakout candidate not named Pop Douglas, and who do you think has some potential star power on the team this year?
2: You, you just got me. I was about to say Pop do- Pop yeah. Douglas. Um, I think Uche has some star potential. And, I, look, he's not – I don't know that he's a he's a totally well-rounded player, but I don't really think it matters if he can stay healthy and he can get you – you know, thirteen, fourteen sacks again. Like, I think they'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I think he was probably their best, um, even though Judon ended up with more sacks. I think if you kind of look at some of the nerd numbers, he was their best guy at winning one-on-one battles. So, you know, if if Judon is healthy, if you're getting some of that push, you think from the inside with someone like Barmore, who's had a, unfortunately has had a quiet summer, but hopefully uh, that changes when the when we turn on the lights here for real. That, that Uche will have that opportunity to go, go ham on the outside and he's capable of doing that. And then who makes the leap? I mean, I kind of think Ramondre, even though he doesn't get it nationally, is, I mean, he's, he's your best offensive player. So I guess does he, does he qualify now as a potential star in the yes. making? bring uh, up. yeah. I would, yeah, I would say, I would say, I think he's, you know, I'm reminded, and it's funny talking to people around the league. Like every once in a while, you, you don't ask, and they will just like, "Man, Ramondre." I was watching Ramondre from last year. Boy, that's a, he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah. you know, just like un, un, uh, unprompted when they say stuff like that, it always kind of catches my ear. I mean, because we see it personally, and yeah, I mean, I love the way the guy snatches souls when he runs. You know, he almost sometimes just seeks out contact. But um, I think he's he's poised for a for a monster season. Andy, last question from you, sir?
1: Oh, I thought that was the last question. Oh, okay.
0: Well, we can use that as the last question. All right, Mike, I guess we're kind of up against our time. No, you know what? Actually, I'll I'll, I'll ask on behalf Andy, of you. Andy
1: Andy fell asleep there. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you answered it properly. I think Mondre is the answer. Now, the problem is it's a typical Patriots problem. He's a running back. He becomes a superstar heading toward his contract year. It's like even the <laughs> yeah. night. This is why we can't have nice things. Even the nice things turn out to be bad things. Uh, Mike, we're – yeah, exactly.
0: And, and Mike, uh, we're also going to hit a little later in the program some Patriots over-unders on the season as well and maybe AFC East winners. So uh, tell me what you think the win total for the Pats will be and who do you have as your <laughs> AFC East? Uh, who's your AFC East winner as we uh, wrap up another fine chat?
2: I, I, so I've, I've been kind of married to nine for the last month. Wow. That's that's sort of how I feel. I think they're, they are they are – uh, if the offensive line doesn't completely submerge the entire season, which I guess is a possibility based on what we saw this summer, uh, I think they're a little bit more talented than they were last year, I and mean, we certainly feel like they're better coached, especially from an offensive perspective. So nine feels right to me. Uh, I still think the Bills are the class of the, of the AFC East. I know a lot of people around here are continuing to sort of dance on their grave. It doesn't feel right. They may, they may have lost their window. Uh, their roster is still pretty stacked. Um, and that quarterback is uh, can be ridiculous. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll stick with Buffalo at the top of the division. Who's last wins for the Pats? Who's last? <laughs> who's last? I need to know. I mean, I, it's it's not inconceivable to me, even though the schedule is brutal, that the four teams all end up 500 ish. Uh, but I guess I would put I put Miami. I would put Miami just because I, I I still don't. I still don't know about Mike McDaniel, even though the football nerds get all slap happy over his play design. Uh, They do that with Kyle Shanahan too. He doesn't know how to be a head coach, though. I don't know that Mike McDaniel's a head coach yet. Uh, And Tua. I mean, if if it's he's the distributor, he's what they want in the middle of that thing, and he's pretty good when he's when he's right. But I don't. You know, you're you're betting on past history there with his health, and it's not great
0: yeah but those judo classes this off season we'll see how those he put on a little weight took the <laughs> judo classes, finally learned how to fall. How do
2: you do took- by the way how do you yeah but how do you learn how to fall like you're you're not getting hit by the guy who's your same weight in football you're getting hit by a three hundred fifty pound guy from behind. You know, like, I don't... Don't bring details to a good... No,
1: no, no. Don't bring details (laughs) to a good story. Like, come on. You're getting in the way. It's a good story. Let the Dolphins have their fun. Exactly. Tim
2: Tebow Tebow fixed his uh, throwing motion like seven different times. And Vince Wilfork redistributed his weight. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he... Six-minute abs or whatever it was. The tape he was was watching...
0: It was from sleeping on the Bob-O-Pedic for so long. I think that I think that's what it was. Uh, we could do this all day, Mike, but we have to let you enjoy your Friday of Labor Day weekend as the summer kicks off for you as well. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, our pal, friend of show, the great Mike Giardi. Give him a follow at Mike Giardi. Uh, a box of fall beers is coming my way in appreciation, Mike. A great chat as always. Take care. We hope to catch up with you soon and keep up the awesome work.
2: Appreciate you guys.